Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. No win today, first road game of the season. Reds beat the Cubs 7-6. The Cubs had to lead multiple times in this game and couldn't put out a win against the Cincinnati Reds. Easy for me to say. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, uh, things looked very good early on. Then also very early on, it did not look good. There were many opportunities to win this game. First, I want to start with this. Before we get to the second guessing of David Ross and talking about Drew Smiley and all the negative that will come with this game, because there are some things to question in this game, I will say this. All the negativity that we had in the pregame show about starting one and two, now one and three, which is not great. The guys that were being dogged all had good games tonight. Everybody was on Cody Bellinger. Get rid of him. Why are we paying this? Blah, blah, blah. Big home run. Yeah. First home run in a Cubs uniform. Mm-hmm. Everybody ripping Hosmer. Get him off the team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he he which, shouldn't even be here. Why is he even funny. here? Three hits tonight. It's funny because the second, the second chat from Grapefruit says going cheap on downturn veterans isn't doing the trick, is it? And it's like, those are the guys that actually had good games today. Those weren't the guys no, that not a, No, Dansby's not a cheap veteran, but, you know, the rest of Hosmer had a good game. And Manc- Mancini almost hit that home run that we thought was gone off the bat. That would have been um, a difference maker. Yeah. Um, Anyways, those yeah. guys. Yeah. And Master yeah. Boney was the third one to be made fun of, and he almost put the Cubs ahead. In the Who made fun game. of him? I didn't catch that. Pre-game. Pre-game. Who? A lot of people, and they were saying, a lot of people. specifically Joey. <laughs> okay, that's basically anyone. No slander no, on my end. Joey's a big fan of the beef. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey almost stole who you, which we'll, we'll talk about, but he yeah, almost, he almost stole. stole. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was very dramatic. It was finish. close, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, no, this one, uh, I guess if there's any positive takeaway was the offense was good tonight. Uh, for the most part, you score six runs. Feel pretty good. I know yeah. three of them were because of Bellinger, um, but you know they manufactured some runs. Obviously, the big seventh inning didn't work out the way that it should have, and I am uh, I know we're going to talk about it, so I'm not going to go into it yet. But whatever. Uh, no, I'm not worried about Drew Smiley. It's one start. He was pretty good in the second half of last year. Um, I don't. I don't know. That, it this start sucks, and the only thing that. Or this start, this one and three start sucks because, A, I know that they're not going to beat the Reds every single game because that's baseball and that's that's just how things go. But, B, you got to win as many games as you can against the Reds because they should they, – they, if the yeah. Cubs are going to be in any kind of playoff race or anything this year, they got to beat teams that they – that they are better than, and they're yeah. better. They're, on yeah. paper, they are better, than, be better the than the Reds. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, like that's that's kind of like my taking point at this point as we just watched the game, and now we're sitting here live on YouTube. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. Is like this this loss stinks. It does. It really doesn't put me down more than I already was, or bring me up any more than I was trying to be. But at the same time, if the Cubs miss the playoffs by a couple games, if that were to happen. You can you will look at we will look back at how many games they lose to the Reds, or at least we'll look at some of the games that they played against bad teams. And like yep. again, they just they have to beat 
the teams that they're supposed to beat. And they just they didn't they, today. They, they blew two. Joe leads thinks today. we should stop talking about the playoff race. <laughs> thinks it's done. <laughs> it's been four no. games. Can't make this lie, stuff I never up. started talking about it, but that's just me. I'm just talking about long-term. <laughs> uh, right? No, but I, I like what you said about Smiley, like you're not worried. And, and yeah, the fact that he blew it after getting two leads, like that that sucks for you know the Cubs today. Against um, the Reds. I, yeah, against the Reds. Um, and he was not, not that these matter, but he wasn't great in his last Cactus League. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not saying. Not, no, I, it, I, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's he not wasn't I'm, good. No. I'm, not, I'm not defending him. I'm just no, saying it's one, it's one fucking it, start. Yeah. One start. And, and as I'm saying, it's like it's one start. And it's another thing we talked about on the pregame show. It's like if you're getting this like riled up about the first few games of the season, like if, if stuff like this is still happening into May, yeah, I mean, even in the next couple of weeks, like if Smiley goes through like his first three outings and is is bad like this, then there's obviously reason for concern at that point. But like the first one, like I, I he was so good with the Cubs the second half of last season that you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Like now, I'm not justifying a bad performance. Like it was bad. Like yeah. we know that we saw it. Like you gave up two leads. He had a three run eventual game game winning home run. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean he wasn't, you know, that that first inning he pitched wasn't great either after getting that it was 3-0 after the first inning, I want to say. Yeah. Um so yeah, not great from him. You, I, obviously you hope he turns it around. I think he can turn it around because he was good with the Cubs last year and he's a vet. But yeah, but it, it today it sucks. Yeah. For him because it was bad and obviously it sucks yeah. for the Cubs because they lost. Now, the one thing people are talking about is sending him back out there after the the home run or after right. the Cub or after the Cubs took back the lead. And I understand the questioning it. I still sitting here even, you know, you can second guess everything, but considering, you know, the Cubs just came off a day when Tyone only gave them four innings. Um, you used and you know, and then Julian Merriweather obviously th- having to use or him only going two thirds. Um, probably it makes having you know Adbert go out again. Um, you know that makes him more a requirement kind of. I guess is the the maybe not the right word, but you had to go to Adbert for two innings yesterday. You also had to use Rucker for an inning and a third. Like there's, you're not a de- it's not a depleted bullpen, but you're down a few arms. So yes, I I. I I get why people are saying they should maybe they should have brought Keegan in that inning, right? Yeah. To, to start the inning, don't even let Smiley go back out. I get it why you're questioning that. I'm sitting here. I I thought you know I I didn't disagree with the decision when it, when he let when he let him go back out there. So I can't sit here in hindsight and say, oh yeah, he should have taken him out. Like of course you could say that in hindsight because it didn't work out. But when it happened, I was okay with the decision to put him back out there. It just obviously didn't work out. Yeah. It's okay if you're going to first guess it. Second guessing is easy, a lot easier. So much but easier. I understand, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I understand if, both sides. If you and questioned it at the time, like, I I'm completely understand that point of view. Mm-hmm. I just can't say that I... Saying it in hindsight is just... I don't want to say honestly, it in hindsight. it's lazy. Yes. Um, the reason that I'm with you on this part is we said we were talking, even, even in the first inning, like, Smiley wasn't giving up a ton of hard contact. The first, the, he gave up those three runs, right? Okay, he walked mm-hmm. India. Shouldn't know. Yeah, you can't start. You can't have a bad. three. You can't right. lead three nothing and lead and have a lead off work walk. Okay, Spencer Steer single seventy nine miles per hour. Will Myers eighty four miles per hour single. Tyler Stevenson seventy five miles per hour single. Okay, Kevin Newman one hundred one point two miles per hour single. Then he struck out Fairchild and then got the ground ball double play against uh, Maley. All right, and that was after it was three three. Mm-hmm. So. And that's kind of like how it went. But that's kind of like 
at the same time, it is kind of the, in a way, Drew Smiley experience. He's not going to overpower you and get a ton of strikeouts or anything like that. Uh, his his success comes off getting ground balls and, you know, uh, getting weak contact. And early in the game, he did get weak contact. But unfortunately, a lot of those balls landed in spots where the Cubs weren't at. Yeah. So that's just kind of the way it goes when you go when you got those kinds of pitchers. Now, in terms of that inning when he gave up the three-run bomb, it's not like that inning was going well. He hit a guy, and that was the second time he had hit someone. Um, and – and again, Vossler's a left-handed hitter too. So it's lefty on lefty, and he gives up the three-run opposite field bomb. That that honestly, that moment was probably like th- that was for sure the worst part of his start. But the fact that he had gone, he he had given given up the four runs, but had been able to go into what was it? He went into the fifth inning. Uh, I thought he had made up for like the first ending, the first ending yeah. crap that went against him, the baseball gods in a way. So, again, the Vossler home run was bad, but I would say early on, it wasn't necessarily completely awful to where you're like, why is this happening? You know, balls just landed in spots the Cubs weren't defended. He was getting weak contact. That's like, that's what he does. So, but as far as should they have brought someone in, I, I I wasn't at a point where I felt like they should have because he had just had a clean inning before that. So you, David Ross trying to get an extra inning, and after what you said about Tyong only going four innings yesterday, you're trying not to extend your bullpen. That's a big part of how the Cubs weren't successful at the beginning of last year was how they overextended their bullpen all the time because they didn't get the starting pitching that they needed. So in a way, I hear what you're saying, and I, and I basically agree. Yeah. I would say this about the, about the home run to Vossler. It's a lefty. You hope he can get that out. You hope that you really are hoping he can get a lefty out there and get out of it for all the reasons we just said. If I had a problem with the managerial move in this game, it was wisdom bunting. Yes, that's okay. It was it was not leaving Voss leaving him in to face Vossler. It was a guy named Vossler, folks. (laughs) It wasn't he didn't leave him in against Joey Votto. He he didn't leave him in against the big red machine. Right. Yeah. He left him in against another Cubs lefty, <laughs> and I I understand it's not ideal because the guy had loaded the bases or put the uh, two on, but like that's an out you hope he can get. You're mm-hmm. only asking mm-hmm. him to get that one out there, get out of the trouble. You're done in the game. Yeah. Yes, maybe in hindsight, obviously bringing Keegan in there would have been the right play because that you, we've seen how it played out. Yeah. But I think most fans watching seen wisdom bunt on 3-1 with two on, we're like, what's going on here? He was showing bunt 3-0. Like, why? And don't tell me it was the... He got hit on the hand. Yeah, that, that was like that was an option. It was an option, but then he swung away in the ninth. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, why is he in the game him. if, well, if right. he can't swing the bat? And right. that's why I'm sure, like you know, hopefully at some point in this show. You know, reporters in Cincinnati will have asked him. We'll have, you know put it out there somewhere. We'll sure we'll at least be able to talk about the decision and what went through David Ross's mind. But I'm with you guys in that. Why, if Wisdom's wrist is okay, which we saw in the ninth, he was he swung away freely. You know, he was uh, getting ground balls at third. Um, it seemed fine. So if that's not if that wasn't the issue, and if it's if it's the the only other thing that makes some sense to me is. 
they David Ross just wanted him to put the ball in play. And like we talked about in the pregame show, that's not wisdom. Like you don't mm-hmm. – I'm not saying – I don't want to speak for David Ross, but it could have been someone like he just wanted to get the ball in play. That's – you know, Patrick Wisdom was a big, you know, home run, strikeout kind of guy. And in that position, like maybe getting a bunt down is the way you can trust that he's going to put the ball in play. He did. It just wasn't on the ground. So that – it's another call where it's like, I, I didn't agree with it. I didn't agree with the bunk call, and I still don't. And obviously it didn't work out, so I don't anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like trying to think trying to think through David Ross's mind, which I you know I don't like to do because I'm not David Ross. But that's the, on, the only thing that, if it wasn't the wrist, that's the only other thing that somewhat makes some sense to me. But again, I just I didn't agree with it. and. Right. I mean, I don't, I think the only, I, I, I couldn't tell you anyone who agrees with like that because it makes sense if you had a guy like Madrigal up there doing that or, or Master Boney, something like that. You had a guy who just hit two homers yesterday up there with zero routes and two guys on. The only thing I can find a way to justify that call is like, okay, you had two guys on and sometimes wisdom can hit into some double plays. Okay. And that, that is it. But again, when you, if you want to start off the bat showing off, showing bunt, fine, because that's what I thought all it was. But then you get to three zero, and you still have it on three one. You still like what? That's yeah. that's my thing. Like, if they're trying to catch him off guard or whatever, by the time it was three one, you're not catching anyone off oh, guard. You show you're clearly showing you're still going to do it if you have a three one count. And like, so that's to me, that's the like, what are what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And that. That play honestly just changed the entire inning. Hosmer comes up next, strikes out the one one of the few times he got out tonight, and just just brutal. I mean, Torrens worked a walk. He got bases loaded, and then uh, I can't remember who made the final out of that inning. But when you got two guys on there and a guy who's swinging the bat well, coming into that at bat, like I just I, that's well, it was, that, it that, was Gomes and Torrens, right? Were the, were the oh yeah, stuff. Gomes made the final out. So what are, what are the reasons he could be deciding to do this? One would be okay, the games they're they're sort of going small ball these days, stealing more bases, move a guy over, so you're kind of going with that philosophy. Okay, okay I'm I'm not 100% buying that. Two would be what you were saying about the double plays with wisdom. Three would be he does strike out a lot. You'd like to at least move the runner over. You're, you're worried that he's going to strike out. Maybe the, maybe the matchup shows you that he's a very likely strikeout against this. Strikeout or double play against this pitcher. Yeah. Okay, if that's what the numbers show. But I wouldn't be doing it. They, they mentioned this in the broadcast. I wouldn't be doing it at 3-0, and I wouldn't be doing it at 3-1. I'd rather see him stand there with the bat in his hand. Yeah. Because I'd rather walk the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. If it gets to, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like bunting with two strikes, but I just don't, three, oh, I would never do it. Yeah. Three, oh, I would just would have stood there with my bat in my hand. Well, at that point, it's like, if, you know, three, oh, even, maybe even three, one, you pull, the, you pull the ball back. I think that three, one pitch was out of the zone anyway, but I think maybe you just pull the bat back regardless. I, mean, I don't know. I'm not. Three, two count sucks too. Yeah. It's, and the two just, guys coming up, yeah. I just have less, like Cody said, the guy just hit two home runs. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather yeah. see the double play happen from a guy that just hit two bombs the day before. Yeah. Then I would see him bunt to the pitcher on a fly with those two guys coming up afterwards. It wasn't like the top of the lineup is coming up next. Yeah. I, I did and say it, this, I think, 
after the first game or in the pre the preseason the pregame party we had at uh, Country Club. This should be the first season where David Ross, the manager, gets evaluated. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, not saying he's a terrible manager because of one game. Am I first guessing and second guessing a decision that may have impacted this game? Yeah. Yes. Did Gomes and Torrens have a chance to pick him up? Yes, they did, and they didn't do it. And well, Torrens the got almost, the walk, but yeah, but I mean, yeah. they. I hear what you say. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and did they still have a chance to win the game late? Yeah, they were still in it yeah. with some questionable decisions. But I think you, if you wanted a nitpick for sure, and not even nitpick, if you wanted to evaluate, you could put a star by this game and say maybe this wasn't between the bullpen move and then questioning whether or not he should have had wisdom bunting at least at 3-0. I think you could put an asterisk by this game and say, okay, this maybe wasn't yeah. – Maybe one of his best games I, of the year. I, 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 you know, I will also put in there the, the back-to-back Luis Torrens pinch hit, Jan Gomes pinch hit. When, if you're, if you're looking for the ball to get put in play, it probably should have been Madrigal. Yes. Probably should. If you're gonna pinch hit for Rios in that situation, it's probably Madrigal. Uh, I mean, it's a, it, Rios was DH, so it's not like you're putting Madrigal at some position he doesn't know. Like he's DH, and then, you know, if you want to pinch hit from the next time around, like whatever. Um, but in that situation, like that could have been a magical mm-hmm. pinch hit, get the ball in play. Because um, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head what Torrens and Jan Gomes did right there, but obviously didn't work out. Well, Gomes struck out, and, Gomes and struck Torrens out. walked. So I didn't mind that Torrens was up there. It, and I understand why Gomes came in because he pinch hit for Barnhart, so he was just coming yeah, in at that point. Yeah. But at the sa- at the same time, I feel like they he could, he still could have used magical and then just let Gomes out go out there and catch. Because where where I mean, at that point it was the biggest moment yeah, of the game. That, well, in my opinion, you got to get magical up yeah. there. Whether it was going to be for Rios or for Barnhart, either one, I, it doesn't matter because you could still yeah. go, send Gomes out there. In my, in my opinion, that that would have been the best spot. One of those two would have been the best spot to get magical a chance. Yeah, well, that's what we talked about actually when we were sitting on the couch watching. Is like now that I remember the full situation, it was it's two outs. You know we. You put the ball in play, think you know anything can happen, right? Right. Madrigal is the guy that if if any if nothing else, you can pretty much rely on him to put the ball in play. Right. <laughs> so in that situation, maybe you do pinch at him there because as you said, it's, or as we you know we just talked about, it's DH. If you want to, you know, if he gets, you know, he walks, right? Say so he walks. Well, you can still pinch hit Luis Torrens for Barnhart next, right? And right. you know, you leave him out there, or you you know you put Jan Gomes in, and uh, that's another bench player that you lose. But if that's the biggest situation of the game right there. Yeah, in my opinion, I probably would have felt more. I probably would have felt better about Madrigal pinch hitting there, just because you put the ball in play, things can happen, and obviously it didn't work out. The the ball's never put in play. That's you know runner stranded again in the yeah. seventh inning. The the chat was frustrated before the game. The chat on YouTube is frustrated after the game because it was a winnable game where you had to lead multiple times against a team that's going to be near the bottom of your division. Yeah. It was it was a game that you can look at and say, you know, they should have they should have won this game. They had many opportunities whether it was the manager, the players. Yeah. A lot of people had a part in this game not being a win. We have a super chat from the Duke who's very upset for $20. <laughs> 
I hate Duke. this team. I hate Jed. I hate Carter Hawkins. I've lost all faith in Rossi. Put a banner on Wrigley. Abandon all hope, ye oh who enter God. here. Pain. <laughs> I'm purposely <laughs> not reading. Super chat. I, I'm purposely not reading the YouTube chat comments tonight. <laughs> like I, I, for my own mental health, I'm not gonna read it. Like. Craig's the I, positive one. I, uh, gonna look I, good I hear, I hear all you. I hear your frustration, and I'm like, I'm right there with you. Uh, just know that. But I, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I did see uh, there. <laughs> Kalata, the, I was worried you, that Kalata wasn't going to be here, and he gave us the we stinks. There, there he is. is. I thought this might have been too much for him to handle. <laughs> no, we knew his. No, be this here. is this is Michael Kalata's favorite part. Well, that's what I thought, but I hadn't seen any comments from the, the Godfather yet. <laughs> the, but the Cubs losing a game is like Kalata. Super he was Bowl. he was yeah. so <laughs> Kalata just. I feel like he in a way Kalata wants in. to. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he wants to at least be able to come in here and look like the smart guy again. So you know, like I, oh, I in a way I get it. But yeah, no, um, like I just still, can't pick apart like P. Will, I think I'm not telling you how to cub. I just think you're being a little negative. You're worried about the two strikeouts from Nico. Okay. He also, he also started the game with a hit Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's just defending. I'm defending my who he got. got no, but he was also mad at Bellinger because other than the three run Homer, which he admits was a big play was he was garbage. And it's like <laughs> the guy, the three run Homer. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like hitting hit a three-run three homer, homer is the, the easiest thing the to do. I mean, it's so you want to live with, if you're going to live with that kind of mentality, man. Like, I'm going to go home and pray for you before I go home or go to bed. Like, for fuck's sake, hit the like button, everybody. <laughs> yeah, hit the like and button. Real, real come however you want to come. I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm just saying I think you're. We Joe, can bring some positivity. Joe had this yeah. comment earlier that made me chuckle. Sorry, but one homer off an 80 mile per hour hanger isn't changing my opinion of Bellinger. The opinion that has been only based on literally four, four games. games. Four and games. now he has one good game in those four. So in fairness, in it's the last few years, but sure. there's only four games in the Cubs. Yes. Year. And yeah. he's a one year deal. It's yes, it was an <laughs> eighty mile an hour hanger. Would I have been concerned if he missed it? Yes. Yes. If he didn't yeah. get literally didn't, all tonight <laughs> tonight, anything that Hosmer and Bellinger did doesn't count because they played the Reds. That's that's how that's it goes. The spin zone, yes. That's the spin zone for all, all the right. all the haters. That's what they're gonna say. So um it he sucks because he didn't do well against Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff and Eric Lauer, all three very good pitchers, two of which are NL Cy Young candidates year in and year out. Hits a homer against the Reds. Doesn't count because it's the Reds. So <laughs> I guess they have to play mid-teams, and he has to do well off against mid-teams for him to get some credit for something, according to sources. Sure. Uh, shout out to the Duke. The Duke's just making it rain around here. He's throwing cash at us. Shout out to Duke. He's says, always. I am angry, and while I hate those things, I love CHGO, and we love the Duke. See, that's <laughs> yeah, the positivity like the right there. Oh, we're yeah. going down. We're down in the cellar. We're going. We're going down the, the sewer drain with the rainwater tonight, and the tears of a loss to the Reds. And then the Duke throws forty dollars at you. God bless. God bless. What a guy. Dude. What a guy. He's, he might be giving us more money, like, as far as all of CHGO. I've watched the Bear Show t- sometimes, seen him dropping hundreds of bucks on them. Cody, was that the first spin zone in the season? That wasn't really a spin zone. I'm just talking about, like, that's how a lot of fans are looking at mm. it, probably. Like, but you use the term spin zone. That, that's the spin zone for, you know. There you go. There the it is. Gentlemen, that's, we're back. That's, 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 ah, that's, that's right their spin zone against uh, anyone who's trying to have any kind of optimism for uh, Bellinger. Or even Hosmer. Do you see Sean's comment? Sean says, I don't think this team is bad. I think they can win games, but not being handled like this 
And he says he would rather have 2004 Dusty Baker managing the team wow. right now. Now, he didn't say uh, 2022 Dusty Baker. <laughs> he won the World Series. That's true. Yeah. So, again, don't rule a guy out because mm-hmm. of some – like, well, let's all take a breath. I'm not saying it was a good night for David Ross. It was not. In my opinion, I haven't seen the reasons why he's done it yet. I would question some of the decisions that were made tonight. He knows – billions more about baseball than I could even dream about. Yeah. At least he, but it doesn't mean he couldn't made couldn't have made a wrong decision tonight. I mean it, I'm glad he I'm glad he left Keegan Thompson in the game whenever he did bring him in. Uh it helped that Keegan Thompson got outs, quick outs. Oh, we'll, um, we'll get to Keegan. Mhm. Yeah, that's about the only good Take thing some, I can say about well, David Dansby, Ross tonight. Dansby Swanson. Well, three yeah. more hits for three Dansby Swanson. I mean, the guy's like 10 for 17. 10 for 17, yeah. What more could you ask for? Well, I tell you what you could ask for. A uh, <laughs> ComEd energy efficiency program that's committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan. Specific to your goals and needs, they can be done in person or virtually, and they last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers get a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't forget, get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz guys like i said earlier i uh, i'm not reading the youtube comments because of my <laughs> mental health um uh and for that you know the one thing i regret coming on the set without are my shady rays that way i wouldn't have to look at the if i were to look at the youtube comments then i could shade my eyes a little yeah. bit or at least no one could see you looking at yeah the or at comments. least yeah. no one could see me looking <laughs> um thank god i had them when i came in the office today it was raining and i rode the scooter here um, the first seven minutes of my ride um, were not great. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to them. They're my favorite uh, sunglasses brand. They never, you never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So they set out to, to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Uh, Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles cater to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, dropped in a lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that can tell you that, that can tell you holding in your hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 200, 220 million meals to date. They stand by their product and hold their team and told our team if anyone has a problem, they'll throw a profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. Stucky, I know... You, you break shit all the time. This is perfect for you. 
Uh, you either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. That was kind of tough. I hadn't read one of those in a while. It's not an easy one. Uh, yeah. P-Well, I'm not telling you how to cub. You, you cub however you want to cub. I understand some people are angry. At, you said 99% of Twitter is, is and if mad. And twi- if Twitter's not it, it's obviously true. Let me tell you, <laughs> Twitter's an angry place. Yeah, man. Twitter's an angry place. Twitter's uh, not full of normal people. We did get another super chat, though, bringing back the, the optimism, bringing back the vibes to us. A super chat from Breezy, Breezy. saying, Richie D. Breezy. nasty incoming tomorrow. Hold the line, everyone. Hold the line. We'll get to West Nasty's big matchup coming uh, tomorrow, yeah, imagine the chat if Wesneski doesn't shove tomorrow, Joe. It's not going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. We got his bobblehead right here from our friends at Foco. Yeah, right here the, on the set. It's a West Nasty, energy out there, nasty man. bobblehead. Jeez. Now, uh, <laughs> I know that we are a sports organization, and we like to call ourselves sports fans, sports writers, uh, a group of diehards that have all come to work at one place, but sometimes we break news. Sometimes we break news even when we're not trying. And we have breaking news tonight. We have the mayoral runoff election coming Tuesday night here in Chicago. The replacement for Lori Lightfoot. And we sat here and we've decided we don't know what's going on. We thought, who's going to vote? Is it going to be Vias? Who's going to win this big runoff? Aunt Lori's leaving. She's gone. CHGO is becoming the first network in Chicago to announce we have declared a winner. We have declared a winner in the mayoral, mayoral We've runoff. We've seen enough. We've seen yes. enough. We've declared a winner. <laughs> Keegan Thompson oh has been elected God. mayor of Chicago in the runoff. Everybody else was a distant oh. second. Lori Lightfoot was third. Congratulations to Keegan Thompson, the new mayor of Chicago. Declared first right here on oh CHGO, I believe, originally by one Cody Del Mendo and the Del Metrics. Delmetrics decided system. It. it also was decided when he plunked Andrew McCutcheon like literally a year ago. That's right. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, Keegan Thompson for Chicago Keegan Thompson. mayor. He was the mayor. He shoved. He deserves to be mayor. <laughs> Three and a third. And yes, you can argue he should have been Don't in earlier. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, by the way. But the point is, <laughs> he came in and shoved. He did. He was he, the one like, was well, outside of the offense breaking out a little bit tonight. Yeah, the... He was great, and he saved the bullpen. The journalist in Ryan is cringing right yes. now. So stupid. Ryan is just, bum, he's, bum, bum, bum. he's not having any, he's not vibing with us right now. Oh, uh, Stucky, what the Richie hell? Richie by a landslide, that that's hilarious. right. <laughs> uh, I was wondering what he was talking about. Like, what are you doing? Ryan's like, what is this breaking news that's happening? <laughs> breaking we've, news. We've called the election the I night kinda... before. You don't even have to go to the polls tomorrow. I shouldn't say that because you probably should. <laughs> you should probably go to the polls. so confused. I want to say one thing. You know what? If you were one of the people, you know who I'm talking about in the comments right now is complaining about the front office and the spending and the ownership oh. after four games and sure you know it's been a year since you could be disappointed in that you know what don't come back in the chat and be hyped up when they start winning all right well, you know if what you're, just if come you're back gonna, in the chat yeah, you come come, come watch don't listen to Joey. but don't you know if you're gonna sell off this team and every player on this team and all of the hopes for the entire season after four games then i'm gonna make my own list of all the people in the chat that are receipts. doing that yeah. and when you guys come back i'm just gonna remember hey you know four games into the season you you thought we should stop talking about the playoffs so 
this is your official stance. You go ahead and sit on that, but we're going to remember that. Yeah, Joey, Joey will remember it. But they do come back in the chat and, and Michael Collada says Ricketts for mayor. He won't spend any tax money. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. I needed that. I personally needed that for my own happiness. Thank you, I just, Godfather. Listen, we've, we've talked about some of the guys that got off to a slow start. And by, by slow start, I mean the first three games of the season. Give them a shot. Tonight, some of them had very good games. Hosmer had three hits. Bellinger had a three-run homer. We pointed that out. You know who else people were down on? Keegan Thompson in the Cactus League when we were saying, he might not make this team. We were getting reports. He, the Cubs are thinking about sending him down. Why is he only throwing in the 90s? The guy came in today and shoved. Yeah. Well, this yeah, looked the, great. The velo was up on opening day. He, hit, he touched 95 on opening day. I don't know what he touched, like the highest he touched today. But, um, Yeah. Just went out there and got outs. He got a couple strikeouts. He's just he's becoming that dog in the in the bullpen that David Ross can rely on. And you know, we in pregame we talked about, you know, Assad blowing that inning. We talked about Merriweather. Like Keegan Thompson, he's cementing himself as one of those guys in that bullpen that David Ross can feel good about. And so you, and you know, uh, that that's if there's any good thing you can take away yeah. from tonight to go into the next two weeks. You at least know that David Ross uh, and Keegan Thompson, he like Keegan Thompson, is in that circle of trust, and that's what David Ross is trying to find right now is is the is is those people he can trust in, in those big, whether it's the high leverage spots or just guys who go out there and give you multiple innings, which is big in today's game. So that's that's the one positive for sure tonight. Uh, so yeah, I I think well, so you asked uh, Keegan today. Uh, touch call him the mayor. Ninety-three point three. He averaged ninety-two and a half. Call Mayor Thompson. Yeah, he, aver- right. he averaged ninety-two and a half on the four seamer, which you want to be higher. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it's you know, his, his yearly average last year on the four seamer was ninety-three and a half, um, or something like that. So you want it to be higher, uh, but when the results are good, you don't you know you don't argue with it. Like there, he he was painting he was painting the outside. I think his last strikeout might have been ninety-three, like right on the outside corner, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to get a guy looking, but he's looked good, as, as you both mentioned. He looked really good today, and I think one of the things that goes, in, maybe it just isn't in the general mindset of people when they see what Keegan does today, is also the fact that he came in middle of the game and closed everything out. He, David Ross didn't have to go to another uh, reliever, which means he's going to have a fresh, pretty much fully fresh bullpen tomorrow. Yes, Keegan will be out, but now Ross has full use of the rest of the weapons that are in that bullpen. So that means, you know, if it's a, a game where Michael Fulmer can come in, well, you didn't have to use Michael Fulmer today. You didn't have to use Brad Boxberger today. All these guys that Ross probably will end up relying on a good amount, especially like high leverage type innings, mm. didn't need to be used today. Because to think about it, it's a one-run game. So these are pretty decently high leverage innings against the Reds today. Keegan took care of all of that, made sure that if they're back in the game tomorrow, if they have a late lead, like those guys are going to be able to be used. And um, that that's just one of the underlying things of what a good game this was for Keegan, just the fact that he went in, cleaned everything up, and, and made it to the end of the game, let the rest of the bullpen rest for the night. I think that's that's huge, but it may not get talked about as much. But that's, that's point. big for the bullpen, for especially for oh, yeah. tomorrow, Wednesday, the rest of the series. And that's that's a big deal, too, because like we talked about in the offseason and we we talked about, you know, how 
bad things were at the beginning of last year, the Cubs weren't getting their starting pitching wasn't going deep in the games, and that took a toll on a on a bullpen that was pretty good uh, when you look at it from a season long perspective. Um, so when you're getting the t- most of the start the starts that we've seen so far, you know outside of Tyone and and Smiley, if you're getting those performances from Stroman and Steele and hopefully Wesneski tomorrow and then hopefully those other guys bounce back like if you're getting consistent mm-hmm. starting pitching that really helps the bullpen so yeah it is very key for guys for all all five of them to be able to at least go five innings and that, to me that is why I was okay with the fact that they let Smiley try and get out of the fifth that's why I was okay with it so. uh Sean points out very spicy chat tonight very spicy this this chat is not ready for a losing season. They no. don't like no. a one and three no. start one bit. They don't, I mean, I don't like either. Joey telling them what to do either. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back at Joey. I am sorry, guys. Whoa, is that was that response hot? Please in the chat, do not attach me to anything with Joey tonight. <laughs> I mean, we even I got just, a thumbs down. I yowza. mean, I, I'm going to put that one on Joey. I just caught it from all angles in the chat. Sorry, guys. Um, How about you want? How about you want? <laughs> Oh, now they're getting another, oh, another showing the love. Oh, the Duke's Duke. back. The, the Duke's, Duke's back. back. He's up to 50 bucks for the night. Do we have to say the Duke's name now for like, what, would it be 50 the bucks? That's, That'd be 50 that's bucks. 50 yeah, days. that's $50. The Duke. Oh, put Shout it on out a, Mike Dubs. Shout out to list. And who, who was the 199er? Uh, the pregame oh, show. Man, that was you guys. And I just want to say, Joe, uh, Joe did oh, say, boy, oh, the 199er was the Duke. I think it was Joey. Was it the Duke also? No, it was the Duke. The Duke it was the Duke the, on the, the last game the of the season. All right, the Duke. So he's got like 200. The pregame show. Like that. At, at oh, that one club. was the pregame show. And then we had a Gerard with yeah, the 162. Yeah, but who was oh the $200 one in the pregame show? I, I thought it might have been the show. I think it might have been the Duke. I don't remember. Duke, but I do just want to say, for the record, Joe, for the record, P-Will supporter and everybody, you guys, it doesn't matter what you say right now. If the Cubs are in the playoffs, we're all along for the ride. All right? The receipts are being burned and thrown out the window. Okay? Who cares? Come together. Anyway. Look at Joey. And, and, and we'll all laugh in, in October. The Duke uh, said. Yeah, the Duke, another super chat. The Duke said, sounds like Joey trying to tell us how to cub. Feast or famine, brah. I don't <laughs> do level-headed. It's more fun to ride the roller coaster. Oh, I'm, okay. That, that's it. I'm with that. Don't See, tell, no, that's why I said I shouldn't cub. tell you. I'm, I would usually tell you go down the middle, but if that's how you like to ride, but I also don't like roller coasters. Cody As likes much, to ride the roller coaster now. Yeah, and I mean, I'm. Everyone knows I'm the one who tries to be as optimistic as I possibly can, but yeah, I'm not going to lie and sit here that I feel okay about a one and three start. I'm not like saying all these guys suck like some of you are, at least according to what people are, what you guys are saying about the check because I ain't looking at it. But, mm. um, you know, that's, that's it, good. It is also just four games, like Al- Joey said. Also, so. Kalata, he has, he said four games in and you're worried about saving the bullpen, considering the fact that. They used five of an eight-man bullpen on Sunday. Yes, you should be kind of worried about saving the bullpen. You should be thankful that Keegan Thompson saved the bullpen for at least a night. Yeah. It's four there's games an off in, day. But, there's yeah. an off day on Thursday, so that'll help too. But, again, you, you obvi- they, they, have, they have to find a way to get five innings out of every – at least five innings out of every starter. And it shouldn't be hard with the guys that they have. That said, Drew Smiley, he's got to he's got to bounce back from yeah. this one because Kyle Hendricks is coming, man. He's coming, and to me, that's his spot. If if Drew Smiley doesn't get better, because people will riot if Hayden Wesneski is taken out of the rotation, and I might be leading the the riot. 
So Not unless th- unless Wesneski struggles, which I'm not putting that energy out there. But right now, I would say at this moment, Smiley would be the the guy out if or when uh, Hendricks comes back. Again, we'll talk about that when that comes. But that, I just, I mean, the most discouraging thing related to Smiley is like it was against the Reds. And I know it's the first star of the year, but I don't feel great <laughs> about him, man. So the, the Duke is throwing money at us and also funny comments. He said <laughs> that Michael Collada is his spirit animal, which should be a shirt. <laughs> if I were obvious shirts and I'd had just one liners, that would be that would be a shirt I would start working animal. on. Um, I have quick, a qu- quick, yeah. quick news um, from Megan Montemurro of the Chicago Tribune. Um, so I guess Patrick Wisdom got x-rays after the game. Patrick Wisdom says his post-game x-rays came back clean on his left wrist. The wrist felt tender when swinging, he said, and is sore from the hit-by-pitch, but he'll be okay. Nothing about the bunt decision. Hopefully that's coming. But as far as the wrist and what, you know, when he got hit, we were like, there's no way he's staying right. in. And the fact that he did surprised us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, you know, it's always a good thing that x-rays come back clean. And that he thinks he'll be okay. hurt his wrist and the bunt hurt yeah. our soul. I wonder if, you know, yeah. once. Not his so, fault. <laughs> once the, you know, you give it a night and the swelling <laughs> kind of kicks in. Diet, like, you know? Uh, yeah. I wonder how it feel tomorrow. Brutal. Super lucky. I don't yeah. know how it didn't break his wrist, but thank goodness it didn't. I would have retired at that point. Oh. <laughs> that happened to me. I'm, oh, I'd yeah. Still I, be I tweeted surgery. that. I was like, <laughs> if that, if I was at the plate and that happened, I'm, I'd be done. I'd be <laughs> like. Sayonara. Peace out. Tough to stay. I give him credit. It's tough to stay in that game. Yeah. Um, we do have injury updates, by the way. Uh, Saya, two at-bats in a sim game in Arizona. Four innings of defense. The first at-bats he's had in a game since he injured the oblique. And uh, he could come back. He'd be eligible to come back, we think, the 6th. Is that the right date? April 6th? Uh, Saya, yes. Saya? April 6th when he's eligible. Eligible not and that when he, he will, will come back. Two different things, but he... Yes. He He is clearly moving in the right direction, even though they said that they would move him along uh, very slowly. So we'll see how it goes. But that's good news. Brandon Hughes, live BP on Sunday, scheduled to throw again on Wednesday. Uh, I had a question that I heard. I think it was uh, Michael Kopech, by the way, talking after his start. He was asked some questions on, on the south side today about the pitch clock. And the pitch clock, I don't know if he... They were trying to give him an excuse, but you know, he gave up like five home runs. Does the pitch clock allow things to snowball on a struggling pitcher or vice versa on a, on a pitcher that's rolling? Does the snowball roll faster because of the pitch clock? And I, I, I wondered that as I was watching Smiley kind of get off to the meh start tonight. Yeah, You know, it's your first start in the season You've got a 3 nothing lead, and... And it's the first pitch clock game he's ever done. And he's a and, and he bet, struggled so with it in spring yeah, training. He did, yeah. So I'm not making an excuse for him. I'm just curious if it will play out that way, at least early in the season for some guys. Will we see some really bad innings from some pitchers because they're just not able to step back, slow it down? Now, I'm not saying that's even what happened to Smiley today. I'm just curious if that would possibly be a trend. Because it did seem like that happened to Kopech in a little bit of the White Sox game that I saw. Uh, it's just one of those rule changes that you don't necessarily expect to see some things happen. I saw somebody else mention in Twitter tonight saying uh, there's been a lot. I think Brendan said, or Brendan Miller said, it seems like there's been a lot of bloop hits. Could that be because of 
the no shift and you have to have your foot on the dirt and you can't position the way you want. And now there's more of a gap between the outfielder and the infielder. Will we see more duck snorts, if you will, mm-hmm. or little blue pits? Could be, could be a consequence. The of Cubs are due for some, man. Shit. That's all I can say. <laughs> They've had a lot against them the last few days. Yeah. I'll give you that. And Master Bonies is freaking like the baseball gods owe us tomorrow. They owe us big tomorrow. That's a that's a tie game. That's a tie game. Ryan, I've got a question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you know about this, but what's the word on morale right now? A lot of morale chatter in the chat right now. I mean, and and I'm I know that you know it might not be something we have an update for, but mm. can you don't. can you update the fans? Is there no update? I mean, as no, I, he's getting a chance to play every day in the minor leagues, and I you know. I think people forget that he struggled mightily the last couple months of last season, that he didn't look great defensively. Yeah. Um, yes, he's a, he is a vibe. He is a, a really great dude, and, you know, he's fun to talk to, and he brings great energy to the team, and, you know, that, that's, I think, what draws people to him so much. Um, and I get it, but let's not forget that he was a 22-year-old when he came up solely came up because they needed someone that could play multiple positions did really really well to start out and had a bad last you know month plus of the year like he wasn't he wasn't hitting the ball very well he struck out a lot and his defense wasn't great I think we're forgetting that that's you know yeah. we're forgetting that he's maybe he's 24 I don't, whatever how old he is he's like 23 last year so I think now. most he's 23 right, right now, now he's 23 okay. so he turns 24 on you know, so like be in June. In May. And I, I just June. think it's something that a lot of the but, fans are curious about in general. Yes, and I but and I get it because the the thought is that he had really good moments last year, and if he develops the right way, he could be a pretty valuable piece for this team. But he's not going to develop the way you want him to right now. There's just too much that he. First of all, there's too much that he still has to work on and improve at at AAA, where he just has not played very much his entire time in the minor leagues. And there's a lot of guys on this roster that right now need playing time in the big leagues. And right now is the time when you want to keep as much roster versatility as you can. Later in the season, I mean, we talk about it with, like, Eric Hosmer. If he's not performing, he's $720,000. Like, it's not – that's not a tie that the Cubs can't cut, right? Mm -hmm. But right now, you know, it, it does make sense if the Cubs are trying to keep as much versatility throughout the organization as they can because if you have guys like not versatility sorry they keep as much depth in the organization as they can because if you got a guy like Christopher Morrell sitting in triple a well hey someone like Patrick Wisdom gets hurt and goes in the IL hey maybe you can think about bringing Morrell back up you know it's just I like I like Morrell and I think he has potential to be a really good player and be valuable for the team and I understand why people like him so much I just the the calls that we need Morrell back up right now I see him all in the chat it's like no, like he's he's a he, he's like three years younger than me. He's he just wasn't he did not have a good end of last season. Let him develop. Let him just do really well and like conquer Triple A. Even if it that doesn't happen, like let him get some time to play every day. Let him get into season mode before you start putting a bunch of pressure back on him because he's twenty three years old. Like there's plenty of time to play Morel, and there's guys right now that are going to need to play that it's just going to take away chances for Morel to develop, which I don't I don't agree with. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of talking about it off air, and it's been a big topic. I, I'm okay that he's down there. Yes, I keep going back and forth with it because it's like 
I just he just has a higher ceiling than some of these other guys, but I do care about his long-term development. And we talked about before about some of the guys from the old core. Like, did the Cubs call up some of these guys way too early uh, and, and stuff like that? And maybe that's why they didn't develop into what we hoped they would be. Stuff Like, you can look in hindsight at some of those guys from the old core and, and think, um, you know, did, did the Cubs call them up too early? So, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I – for – there's certain reasons that I want him up here, but at the same time, I'm also like, I understand why he's down there. The people who don't understand why he's down there, I just don't think you're like, I, I think it, it's like you woke up like last Thursday and re- you were like surprised to see he wasn't on the opening day roster after meaning that you didn't see that what his strikeout rate was in the last month and a half or even his struggles in the spring too. Makes oh, sense. He is like so. a super likable player, like how Ryan said, and like he's yeah. a sort oh, of yeah, like guy. Man. So it makes sense to me that the fans like are, you know, we want yeah. to see him up. We want the to see smile, him up. The smile, the yeah. hugs, the vibes. 100 yeah. percent I so, would have said but, even and if we, we get, also said on the like season preview show that we don't expect Morell to be down there for three months. I honestly I said something around, you know, at most a month. I th- I thought he would be up here pretty quickly. So um, I don't think I still don't think that's wrong. I think he yeah. could be up here. I, I just saw someone in the chat, and I haven't checked to make sure that's accurate. But someone said he struck out already fifty percent in the in the AAA. So it's like it's not like he's right. I mean, he's had you know he had the home run. I think he hit a double off the wall or all this different stuff. But he's also still striking out. Yeah, like he still struck out a lot in, in spring training. Right. Um, so that's that's just one thing that he's got to figure out because again, he had a he had a hard time not striking out against major league pitching last year. There's there's just not enough of a sample sense to show us that okay, like that strikeout rate's going to go down. He's he's seeing the ball better, all this different stuff that mm-hmm. that doesn't make me believe that he can come up tomorrow and that strikeout rate. He's not going to be striking out as much as he did because we know he struck out a lot a last lot. year and. That shows you that he major league pitching is tough, and especially when they get more data uh, against you, they understand how to attack you, and yeah. that makes it. E- so we, you know, again, he had a great first few weeks, but then as they got more and more data and figured out how he, you know, how he ticks as a hitter, pitchers got better game plans on how to attack him, and he didn't adjust to it. Yes, could he do it? Could he adjust to it in the majors? You'd hope so if he was up right now, but he's in the minors. He's playing every day. He's still striking out a lot, so you hope he improves on that in the AAA right now before you bring him up and see if he can do it again in the major leagues. I, again, I like Morel. I don't think he should be in AAA forever, but he has things to improve on, and people are like forgetting that he did have pretty big flaws in his game last year. And let's you know, let's pump the brakes. Like he. Again, he I can still be a special right. player. He's, because Morrell wasn't on the team is not the reason they lost this game tonight. No. Morrell had nothing to do with losing to the Reds tonight. You can be pro-Patrick Wisdom. You can be pro-Rios getting a shot to get some opportunities and still be pro-Christopher Morrell. It doesn't have to be one or the other at this point right now. Yeah. Nobody has proven that they're the guy. I was very much into Morrell making this team before spring training started. At the end, like Same. halfway through the offseason, I thought, man, Morrell's going to be on this team. Yeah. After what he did, he deserves a shot. You know what? I thought the same thing about Sampson. But then things started to play out, and guys were added to the roster, and I looked at it and said, 
I can see how they're going to make this decision, and it might not be the worst thing for him. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber went down and got to be better. Ian Happ went down, turned out to be an all-star and a gold glover. Guys can go down for – Javi went down, came back, and was a better player. It doesn't mean he did anything wrong. There were flaws in his game. Are there flaws in the games of the guys that are up right now? Yes. But just live with it. See how it plays out for a couple months. If Morrell deserves to be back, and when he deserves to be back, he'll be back on the team. I think it could end up being a really good thing for him, especially if he's struggling right now out of the gate. But again, that's a small sample size too. So everybody just... He's not struggling out the gate as I'm just far saying, as like just, the hits and stuff. But Just relax. Every, every roster... I know we're all worried about can this team compete for a wild card, whatever. Let it play out a little bit. Every single... That's, and that is what makes... While I'm questioning it, I'm also saying that is what makes Cubs fans great. Mm-hmm. Because this chat is full of people that are furious about a bunting decision in a game against the Reds in game four of the season. They're mad that Drew Smiley was left in to face a guy I'd never heard of who was playing for Joey Votto, who happened to be a lefty. They're, they're mad about all the... They're, they're furious that Morrell's down in the minors right now. You know where this... They're not getting that type of passionate reaction Cincinnati where they had nobody in the stands at the game because their owners basically said like whatever you guys do whatever mm. you're gonna come anyways well they're not but <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying like game four you see the passion in our chat about a, a game against the Reds and we've got a whole season yeah. to play an entire <laughs> summer an entire spring yeah. we're gonna have so many of these post-game shows for chances to be happy and to be sad, but it is what makes Cubs fans, Cub fans great, yeah. is that there is passion. So for every time that Joey tells you to shut up, and I'm not, <laughs> not putting words in Joey's mouth. He did not say that. He, all right, he didn't say that. Evil Wax is right. Everybody needs to take a breath. It's the fourth game of the season, like, but I do appreciate that you're this passionate about Cubs baseball. By the way, Niren, Niren said 33% K rate and in triple uh, a right now so it's right around patrick wisdom level it's last I, year at least. i'm gonna go ahead and just look at just look at it myself just so i can verify it but that tells you like it's obviously still it's early for them too but it's yeah. still you know it's still relatively high for don't even look it up don't let the facts get in the way of a good story <laughs> let me tell you what is a good story <laughs> fubo tv 140 plus live channels of sports shows movies and news stream live tv from any device watch the most chicago sports for the lowest price start watching immediately with a seven day free trial no contract no cable company no hassle sign up and start watching 1000 hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge you can watch your local teams while traveling they've got the frozen four coming april 6th to the 8th most importantly cubs fans here it is you can watch marquee right on fubo tv use the link in the description to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro i got it it's on my phone i can watch the games here's what happened to me over the weekend my wife was watching something else and i didn't want to leave the room because i was eating we were in the same room she'd already started watching emily in paris or whatever that show is okay emily in paris yeah, well, I, I say it's Perry because it's Emily in Perry. Okay. She sure. rhymes, so it depends on how you would. David Bodie is in the I know very first episode of that show. Really? He is, yeah. They, 
they 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 throw they show the David Bodie like highlight the the home the Grand Slam, very first episode in the, of that show because she's at a bar in Chicago and there's like one mo- like she wasn't in Perry no in the very first episode of that show when that came out like I don't know two three years ago. Yeah. For instance, we didn't call it Joey in Paris when we did our huge documentary on Joey going. Yeah, and some people would Joey say that's a missed Perry. opportunity. Yeah. Some, some people would have said that was a missed opportunity. Anyways, she was watching it, and you know what I did? Fubo TV, not a single hesitation in the stream. Like the cleanest stream in the Cubs game. Ooh. I watched the Cubs game while she was watching that. Had it right on my phone. Took it outside. It was nice outside. I thought, you know what, uh, I'm going to get the patio furniture out a little bit. For I was doing that. I had it popped up on my phone. I was listening to it. Went over, checked out at bats. So, I, so far, I've loved it. I think it's great. And there's all kinds of channels. You get to pick which channels you're interested in. But for Cubs fans, it's huge specifically because of Marquee is on there. That's pretty sick. And you get a discount, too. I mean, oh. this, is, yeah, this is the group off. of people that would like Fubo TV. This, oh, yeah. this specific oh, yeah. chat. Like, yeah. if you are if you couldn't watch the game tonight and you're texting your brother-in-law, what's your Xfinity login for the marquee app? Cough, cough. That's what I was doing. That's <laughs> This is what you should be doing. You should be getting a Fubo TV login. I mean, it's it's easy money. I mm-hmm. told my nephew, he's at Butler. He's a freshman at Butler. I'm like, you can go to your night classes and watch the game. You, you could sit in class, ignore the professor, yeah. take down and make it look like you're taking notes, get your attendance taken, and watch the game. Uncle Luke told me I should go to class and uh, just watch a Cubs game, Mom. Just not not pay attention. Yeah. I barely made it to class, TV so walking. he's doing better than I am for sure. <laughs> yeah, if, if, he's, much better. if he's in this, if he's trying to get in this industry, it doesn't matter if you go to class or not, to be honest with you. <laughs> he's not. I told him not to. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, tell us, Ryan, about uh, DraftKings UFC coming up because that is oh, going to be hot. Oh, yeah. So this Saturday... The action-packed UFC 287 fight card finishes with an epic rematch. Longtime rivals Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya will face off again for the middleweight title. Throw down for your shot to win big with the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New new customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their fighter wins. Plus, all customers can get closer to the octagon excitement with DraftKings Same Game Parlay. Combine multiple UFC 287 bets into one for a shot at an even bigger payout. We were talking about it on the pre-show earlier. Uh, Joey, you mentioned it. Is your Adesanya to win KO, TKO, DQ plus 300? Kind of like it. I like Adesanya. I mean, he's a favorite to win in this fight. He's minus 135, just straight-up money line. So if you think Israel Adesanya is going to win by KO, TKO, or DQ, you got plus 300. That's, that's, that's good juice, and I like it. So that's, that's something that interests me, Adesanya, to win by TKO, KO, or DQ. So download the app now and use code CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their fighter wins. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. That's UFC 287. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ryan, can you do uh, like a Bruce Bruff, a Bruce Buffer impression? I can't do a Bruce Buffer impression. Okay. I, we'll work I think, on it for yeah, the Yeah, we'll work on it. Maybe show. Luke. Well, I don't think Luke knows who that is. Are you talking is. about Michael Buffer? It's his brother. Really? Yeah. 
His yeah, brother Bruce Buffer's is like, UFC. He's now the oh, bigger. He's now almost the bigger. No. He, doesn't, he doesn't have. You that. can't even say. He doesn't have. Let's la, la, get la, la, ready la, la. to rumble with all the same. But but he copyrighted that. He garbage. he he as his own like face is very very popular now amongst the UFC yeah. fans. Similar to you, uh, we got another super chat because of you five dollars. Joey's back and we're just. Bringing in the money tonight. I can't believe Joey told us we all suck and we should shut our stupid faces. <laughs> Just kidding. It's all love, Joey. The Duke now up to $60. $60 on the night. And by the way, P. Will supporter apparently is a classmate of my nephew at Butler. Oh. How about that for Small World? You need to tell your nephew to like. Maybe it is your nephew. Like, no. Like get some ice cream or something to feel better. What if it's his nephew? What if P. Will supporter well, happens well, to be your nephew? Secretly? That's possible. But P. Will supporter <laughs> watches a lot of bulls. Um, he does ne- watch a lot of bulls. That yeah. My nephew does. does like the bulls, even though he's from Milwaukee. Mm. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well, <laughs> honestly, he grew up a bulls that. fan, but now the Bucks are good, so I'm sure he doesn't hate the Bucks necessarily. But yeah. he does not have a jersey of the Bucks right now. Mm. He's had a D Rose jersey. Uh, all right, so we get to who you got. I have no idea where we're at on the clock. We're in an hour. We're in an hour already? Oh, time flies Let's, when you're angry, huh? Let's run through it real quick. <laughs> all right, who you got? Or miserable. We I all mean. started off 1-0 and because of my generosity. Yeah. And guys, giving you nature guys caught a break day. tonight. That's all I'm going to say. <sighs> caught a big break tonight. Well, yeah, we should, we should start that started. off. Joey, Joey had Master Bone. Has the automatic Master Bone pick, unless someone else picks it for him. And Masterbone came up in a huge moment, almost stole who you got. But he almost didn't. Stole I would have given him it, I would have given a two and zero start. I would have given a two point. Should have been over right then and there. The whole season should have been over. Masterbone right being picked tonight when he was not on in the lineup was almost like my Esteban Kiros pick. <laughs> it was worthy of like two or three points. Yeah. Are you Are you sure. working? Are you with us tomorrow night too? Uh. Hopefully. Look at him I'll at least be here, but Bulls are playing tomorrow, uh, right? Oh, 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 excuse okay. me. Do they remember that you were, uh, you were on the Cubs show first? That's yeah. True. Well, I mean, all the shows yeah. actually started at the same time. They were just borrowing excuse you. Me. Excuse me. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, I think so it's a clear winner. We have a clear winner. Cody had uh, Dansby Swanson. Three more hits. You know. I'm just going to keep riding the wave, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I didn't take it because I thought maybe he cooled off. He only had one hit on Sunday, and I thought, well, maybe he cooled off. You know know, what's tough. Cody gets a point when he had three hits. He had three hits in the opener, and I got a point, but so did everybody else, but I'm just going to say. All right. Um, Came one leg short on the the hit parlay, thanks to John. Cody's 2-0. Ryan and I are 1-1. Corey is... Also one and oh. one. Oh no, one and one. Yeah, yeah he, he, he had a pick tonight too. Adam Rios. So Ryan, Corey, and I or Ryan, Corey, and I are all one and one. Cody's and Joey two and oh. is zero oh and one. Yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, by me, honestly. Uh, real quick, since we're out of time, my favorite part of the tie uh, was taking the lead. Hayden Wesneski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that was your favorite part of the game. <laughs> Hayden Wesneski gets his first start of the season. Excited to see what he's going to do against the Reds tomorrow, mostly because I predicted on one of our podcasts last week, which I took a lot of heat about today, was that I think he'll have a better season than Michael Kopech, which Sox fans got all mad at me about. We'll see what happens tomorrow. The guy who gave up five bombs today. Now I hope he. I didn't. I hope mm-hmm. I didn't jinx mm-hmm. him. But I think Wesneski yeah. comes out, stops you, the bleed you, tomorrow. We'll because of what you just said, I think you should be banned from taking Wesneski tomorrow. No, no, no. I'm taking yeah. him tomorrow. 
Well, you can't do that until the lineup comes oh, out. 12 sw- one. No, it's not when the lineup comes well, out. I, the lineups are he's pitching. <laughs> the lineup has to come out. We agreed on that. Also, real quick. I've got a I'm sending it before you. Real quick. makes the rules. Jordan Bashan also tweeted about Patrick Wisdom's clean x-rays, but he added Patrick Wisdom said he was still tender in the game after hit by pitch, but that did not play into the decision to have him bunt in the seventh inning. No, because he was swinging after yeah. that. So, but that's, I'm just yeah. saying, like that. Anyone who did play into it, that's what I really want. That's what we want to know. And I don't have anything. The bunt don't, decision. Don't have right. anything yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wesneski, you ready <laughs> for it? I'm ready, and I'm. I swear to God, I'm not letting you take him. Just not that it, we do no, not, just not any of that energy. comes out. You got to be ready from the lineup. Comes All out. last season, you banned me from taking a pitcher. If I take him and he struggles, then I'm banned for two weeks from taking a pitcher. I cannot. The ta- new rules. I can't take Wesneski being bad tomorrow, Luke. My goodness, I can't take it. We need. If I we need him to shove All tomorrow, right. if I can't take him, nobody can take. You him. can take him. You just got to be the first one to say it after the lineup. If comes I'm out. not allowed to take him. Nobody's taking him. You can take him. Uh, the lineup uh, has to come out. Fine, Thanks for Luke. checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. <laughs> Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Back for a post-game show after game two of the series coming up on Tuesday. Thanks for the super chats. We appreciate you. Until tomorrow, fly the W. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.